what if somebody else needs to know that bad stuff happens and God is still good? Hey friends, I'm Ryan Channel, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, encouraging other women to seek and know God and grow a deeper relationship with Him. Welcome to Wellness and the Word, a podcast helping Christian women create ultimate mental and physical wellness through meditating on God's Word to renew our minds, learning how to apply His truth to our lives, and taking care of our bodies the way He intends us to. My love for Jesus and my passion for wellness as a holistic health coach collide in this podcast that shares the gospel. Gospel literally means good news, friends. Don't we need more of that in today's world? I believe we all have a God-shaped hole in our hearts, and I want to point you to the only one who can fill it. Come join me and be encouraged as we chat about God's love and how to take care of you. Hey friends, welcome to Testimony Tuesday. I am so excited because today is actually our very first guest testimony episode. I am so honored to have had Jennifer Magnano as my very first guest, and I am really excited for you to hear her testimony, her love story with God. Jennifer Magnano is a writer, Ayurvedic postpartum doula, integrative life coach, and trauma-informed yoga instructor. She advocates for maternal child mental health, leading local and global mother-centered initiatives. Jennifer lives in Gilbert, Arizona with her husband of 11 years, two precious kids, and a future therapy dog named Maya. She spends her spare time living her best life, reading, writing, gardening, taking long walks, and studying theology and natural medicine. I hope you enjoy listening to Jennifer's love story with God because it is a remarkable one, and I pray that you find encouragement through it. Well, welcome, Jennifer. I'm so happy to have you here on the podcast. I'm so glad to be here with you, Ryan. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much. I'm really so glad that you are our very first testimony, and I know that it's just going to be a beautiful story, a beautiful love story of yours and God's, so I'm really excited for everyone else to hear. So why don't you just tell us, where does your story with God begin? Absolutely. I don't remember a time when God wasn't a part of my life, um, but I don't remember clearly when he showed up, which is really interesting. Um, I've always known Jesus, but like when I was a little girl, I remember playing with Jesus. Like he was my friend and he was my companion and he was there with me. Um, And yeah, I don't remember a time that he didn't, he didn't do life with me, which is really interesting. That is so beautiful. I love that. How special. So before you really met God, what was missing or what was your life like? It's so interesting because I think that um, you can walk with God because obviously like when I was a little girl, I knew God. Like I knew that there was just this unconditional love that existed beyond me. Um, but until I was actually kind of walking with him and understood like, what was he, what was this God about? Like, what was Jesus about? Who is, who is he? Um, it, it was just different. Um, his need, the needs that I have kind of on a, on a daily basis are met somewhere between me being a prodigal child and an obedient one. And, mm. um, when I'm walking away, I feel like, he's still there. And when I'm returning, um, and when I'm in, uh, in his 
in his presence. Like it's, it's like he's never gone. Right. And I guess the only way that I can explain it is he meets my needs because he doesn't leave. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing how he meets your needs. I think that's so important because we all kind of feel alone and like we need Mm -hmm. someone or something. And I think once you know Jesus, you really realize that he is the only one who can fill that need, right? Absolutely. And I always say that I I see him in the mundane and the miraculous. There's no Mm -hmm. space or place in my life that he hasn't shown up. Um, like for example, I survived cancers and I, cancer and I get to see my kids grow up and, um, that's only something that God could have done because he's God. Yeah. Wow. I know you have quite, you have had quite a few rough years and I'm sure we're going to talk about that. So what were you trying to do before, before you really, trusted God maybe more or let him kind of drive? What were you trying to do that didn't work? That's such a great question. And I could say it was everything. I wanted to control my life. Um, I grew up Catholic with both Jewish and pagan roots, which um, you don't run across many people that are Christian that have that kind of diversity growing up. But Mm -hmm. um, my mom's side of the family, it was very Catholic. And I don't know that anyone on her side of the family remembers a time that they weren't. Mm. And then my dad's side of the family was Jewish, but they, um, they came from Europe and my grandmother was raised by gypsies. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, it was just this really interesting mix of like one side of my family is talking about how I need to be doing penance regularly. And the other side is like, well, what did the tarot cards say? And, and oh, I was wow. so lost in all of that. And so I, everything I was doing wasn't working. Yeah. Wow. That is quite a difference. And it's so interesting because, you know, there are so many other ways and things that people reach to, to kind of find their way. So that's, that's a really interesting path for you. And then for you to really have always known Jesus. though he's always like been right there with you for you. And that's so special. That is so neat that even though those were your circumstances, circumstances with those different religions Mm -hmm. or lifestyles, um, that he was always just tugging on your heart. Yeah, I think it's it's fascinating to me because I don't think, I think there's a lot of things in Christianity um, that we just can't explain. And that is um, what sometimes draws people toward it because they want, they kind of want to understand it. And then sometimes it takes people away from it because, well, that just can't make sense. Mm. And I think so much of our faith is, seeking Jesus. And, and if you continually seek him, you'll get to know who he is, what he says, what he wants for you, all of that. Yeah. Wow. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much. You're just making me think of so many things that we're going to have to have so many more conversations. <laughs> <laughs> so what difference has Jesus made in your life overall? It's peace. I mean, I think that, um, for me, Catholicism was as root of you work your way to Jesus. You mm-hmm. do penance enough and you serve enough. And Judaism is very similar. I mean, there's, um, there's small acts of good that you are supposed to be doing on a regular basis in order to, to earn a good life, um, not necessarily an afterlife, but to earn a good life. And mm-hmm. um, Jesus takes, Jesus on the cross took all of that away for us. Yes. And I was thinking about that today as I was just kind of, I was picking up after my kids and I was annoyed at their messes. And I thought like, okay, why, why do I know that Jesus exists? And it's, 
it's kind of like Jesus goes around and he picks up all the pieces <laughs> all of the time. Yes. And it's this, this love that we just, we wouldn't know what real love was like without him. Right. Yeah, he is. He's always walking behind us, picking up our messes, right? And still loving yes. us anyway. <laughs> and That's all the awesome. time. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Even when we don't know it or don't realize mm-hmm. it or aren't accepting it. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you feel the greatest doubt or distance from God? I think that's a really great question. And we've all, I think, been there at some point, right? Absolutely. No matter how much you love the Lord, mm-hmm. there will be moments where you're like, what is he doing? Does this make any sense at all? Right. Um, and I feel like I've had more of those moments than a lot of people have just given our, um, our kind of wildness over the last decade. Um, so I had uh, two complicated pregnancies. Um, my son was born critically ill and then went into liver failure when he was 11 weeks old. Oh, wow. After he kind of recovered, I herniated a disc in my back when he was one and had to relearn how to walk. Oh my gosh. And then two years later, I had his sister, um, my daughter who has special needs. And so I felt like it just, it just kept going and going and going. And I would get really close to God again and be like, okay, I'm going to spend more time in prayer. Obviously, like that's my, it's my thread to him. Like I just mm-hmm. need some sort of rope to hang on to. Um, but the things just kept hitting. And, um, and I don't know that they've stopped. I mean, I've been a mama now for over 10 years, I'm married for 11, and um, I've had chronic disease since I was 19. And I can't remember a time when there has been just absolute peace. Mm. Um, and so some of the greatest doubts for me, for sure, when my baby was laying, um, he was dying in my arms when he was 11 weeks old and he, oh. he wasn't going to make it. And then um, a couple of years later, I lost a colleague, um, a woman that worked for me at the veterinary hospital I ran and um, her, our sons were a week apart and oh. um, she was 30 years old and passed from a heart attack. Oh, Wow. And then in 2017, my best friend lost her husband, who was a, he was a world marathon runner. And then I experienced my business collapsing around that same time. Um, and then later that year, I was diagnosed with cancer. So there's been a lot of doubt and a lot of distance. Um, none of it has been permanent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. I mean, that is so much. <laughs> That is so much in a short period of time for one person and one family. It is. And you know what? I, I, I keep going back to like, okay, um, why, why me? Occasionally I'll be like, why me? Like, I don't want somebody else to go through this. That would be awful. Like I yeah. wouldn't push this upon anybody. Mm-hmm. But what the purpose behind this? And, and gosh, I mean, why did it happen to Job? I mean, if you open your Bible, yeah. the story of Job, he was perfect. He was way more righteous than I will ever be. And he lost everything. And so I think that that has for me been kind of my return to the Lord again and again, like, okay, I'm not Job. I'm not home yet. Um, Mm. I can look for little pieces of heaven here on earth. Um, But this just kind of, it is what it is. And God is still good in the midst of it. Right. Yeah, I had someone say that actually last night at CR when I was there. She said she was kind of, you know, mad at God for a while and kept asking, like, mm-hmm. why me, God? And he 
she felt like one day he kind of was like, why not you? Mm. <laughs> why not you? Yes. And that's just a, that perspective shift, you know, like, why not you? And we know from the Bible that we are um, tested and mm-hmm. our perseverance is what uh, matters in the end, right? We still have to hold tight to our faith and our belief in God and our trust in him and his grand plan. And yes. he doesn't want these things for us. So I'm just amazed at your, that your faith was still so strong and you just clung to Jesus. That is amazing and beautiful because I can't say that I've had as many trials as you, but I imagine it's just very inspiring for me to know that if I did, and not that I haven't walked through hard seasons or that I'm not walking through hard seasons mm-hmm. now, but um, just always to stay true to that, like God and God is so good. And I'm just amazed. So yes. did you struggle at that time? Were you kind of, did you ever feel like, um, were you ever angry at God? Oh, absolutely. And I think there's been a couple of times when I have been most angry. Um, but I remember one moment in particular. And so when I had cancer, there were days and sometimes weeks where I really couldn't get out of bed. And there was one particular um, day that I was kind of in and out of sleep and I was in a lot of pain and I wasn't, I just wasn't feeling good. Um, And I remember saying like, this isn't okay. I, I birthed these babies. Like you Mm -hmm. gave them to me. Why do I not get to watch them grow up? And how is this okay that they have to see me go through this? Like, I'm not okay with any of this. Um, And I had gone through that again when my uh, a couple, actually a couple of months, gosh, it was like 10 months prior to being diagnosed. My best friend's husband passed away. And I remember getting off the phone with her and just walking around the house and just kind of doing laps and being like, I am not okay with this God. I, mm. I'm not okay with this. Like Jason was 43. He was healthy. He had a five-year-old child. No. I mean, there were just, they had their whole life ahead of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I just kept saying why, but I, at the same time, like hours later, I'm on this flight to fly across the country to get to her and be with her. Mm-hmm. And I felt this supernatural peace. Like there was no answer of why Jason went to go be with Jesus. Like there was no like, Hey, this is the reason why. And all of these great things are going to happen. It was just this unshakable peace on the flight on the way to her. And, and I, I can't even say in the entire time I spent with her, it was again, there was this supernatural peace. And I mean, I had plenty of people praying over me during that time because they knew I was leaving my special needs child Mm. quite suddenly to go be with my friend. Um, So I had reached out to the masses and was like, okay, you're going to have to pray me through this because I can't do it on my own. And I didn't do it on my own. So it was the same thing with cancer. Yeah. Wow. I think that's so powerful because we have to call on our people during that time, right? We have to reach out and we know how powerful prayer is and that you're not alone. That's so important to never just walk alone in the darkness. You have to come in the light and ask for help and ask for prayer because your needs will be met. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's so hard. I, I think that's something else you made me think of was just that we don't always know the answers and we never will on the side of heaven, right? Like we, aren't going to always know the why behind things, but just to know that 
God has a plan in it all is such a good reminder. And it doesn't mean you can't be frustrated or angry because God can handle that. And that's allowed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something too, is you don't have to pretend like it is all okay. You can be upset and angry and talk to God about like, you know, why did you let this happen? It doesn't mean anything bad about you. No. And I think that that was, I went through celebrate recovery five years ago and that was the one thing that came out through my step study for me was, um, and for those that are listening and haven't been through a step study, it's um, you walk alongside your sisters in Christ and you kind of dig into everything. Mm-hmm. And so we dug into everything and I realized I had never experienced anger before. And so it came at this really critical time of um, just before I was diagnosed with cancer, I was um, beginning my step study and I had oh, wow. just realized I had never experienced anger. And then I got to really experience anger and um, never felt like God shied away from that. Never felt like he left me in it. Um, honestly, kind of felt like he was chuckling from time to time. Like, finally, like, <laughs> finally, my child, like you're experiencing all of the emotions I've gifted you. Mm, yes. Yes. That's such a good point. These are emotions from God, right? He didn't want yes. us to be robots. Wow. No. That's so good. That is so good. So if you had to tell someone why you are a believer, Jennifer, what would you say? You know, I went through a really long time when I didn't experience love in fleshly form. Um, mm-hmm. Just the people that I was surrounded by um, during a certain season of my life, there, there just wasn't a lot of love. And um, to be surrounded by broken people and to still know that love exists must mean that God exists, must mean that Jesus came and died for us because Um, how do you, I don't, I can't make sense of it any other way personally. Yeah, that's beautiful. That reminds me of a song I just actually heard at CR and um, I don't, I actually hadn't heard this song before, but in it, Mm -hmm. they say, this is the sound of broken hearts beating. I don't know if you Mm -hmm. know that song. It's so beautiful. And I'm going to have to look it up after. It's so good. I know. I I meant to look it up after CR (laughs) and I haven't, but I'm like, wow, that is so beautiful because we are all we all have a broken heart in some form or another, right? Something has happened to us or we have lost someone and our hearts can still beat and we can still be with God and have that relationship and he will still move us forward. I love that. Yes. So if you could thank God for one person and your faith journey, who would it be? Um, honestly, it would be all the broken people and, um, I think that that probably sounds pretty strange. Like, why would you think, People, like, why would you thank God for all of the people that have hurt you? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of the most beautiful broken people that I've ever met that really introduced me to Jesus in a Baptist church when I was 19. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I would have needed Jesus or church had life been easy before that. And so um, I love broken people. I, yes. I am madly in love with God's broken children because I don't know that any of us are not broken. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's so true. And we so often wear masks because we're trying to be perfect and everybody is trying to just show the highlight reel. And it's so nice, like in a, in a ministry like CR or in church, when you are just, you take off the mask and you are being real and honest with each other. And it's so, even though sometimes it's heartbreaking that, you know, people are going through those deep, dark valleys it's also so beautiful that we can just be honest with each other and again, walk through, walk through it with each other. Right. And church is, I I love what our pastor says. He says, um, 
church is, it's not a country club for saints. It's a hospital for sinners. I love when he mm-hmm. says that because I think that sometimes I've gotten flack for, from people who, you know, think that like I'm supposed to be perfect or I pretend to be perfect. And I'm like, no, I go to church and I need Jesus because of the exact opposite reason. Yes. All of us. Mm-hmm. I've never met anyone in the church that has a perfect life. And um, I've been blessed to meet a lot of our church elders, women that are in their eighties and nineties and the stories that they'll tell. And I mean, you'll just laugh and be like, well, she looks so she's 80 or she's 90. <laughs> she looks like she doesn't need church anymore. I mean, but they do. And they've yeah. been through so much and that's what mm-hmm. drew them all to church initially too. Yeah. And it, it's so encouraging. It really is. It is. So how have you changed in just the past five years even? Yeah, I think that that is the question I had to ponder for a little bit before we sat down today, because um, the last five years have contained a lot. It, they've mm-hmm. contained cancer and dengue fever, and um, which is something I haven't even mentioned today. I was going to say, there's, there's things you haven't even mentioned. There's things I haven't <laughs> even mentioned, girl. Um, <laughs> and raising my, my daughter who has special needs, um, how have I changed in the last five years is... Um, that godly reliance, I think, primarily, and that I live for an audience of one. I've gotten really brave and bold in my voice Mm, um, in every respect, whether it's in social media or just sitting down with a mom, because I will get, um, in pre-pandemic times, I I would get messages of like, hey, I'm going through something, and I've heard you've been through something like this, and gosh, at this point, it could be a dozen different things that they're referring to, Mm -hmm. Um, but I will not turn down a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or a phone conversation, um, and, and sit with someone in that space and just, um, that ability to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and CR definitely did that for me. I was, I was on the edge of getting there. And then, um, my step study, which started in 2017 and ended, um, while I had cancer was definitely kind of that turning point for me of, I'm growing into a new human and in that new humanity, um, recognizing that everybody's going through something. And so why would I not share the really crappy stuff? Because what if somebody else needs to know that bad stuff happens and God is still good? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. And I loved how you said that you're living for an audience of one, because that is the only one who matters, right? We all yes. are so often trying, like I said, to have the masks on and we're trying to, you know, live a certain way or portray a certain lifestyle. And gosh, it just doesn't matter. Like God and his opinion and his view of us is the only thing that matters. It is. It's all that matters. Wow. So what was the turning point in your relationship with God? Um, I've had a few. Um, Celebrate Recovery was definitely a big one. I, um, growing up part Catholic or being raised mostly Catholic, but with some diversity there, um, I always had this kind of conflicting view of who God was. I really thought of God as maybe like Jesus was good. Jesus and I have been BFFs for a really long time, Mm -hmm. but God himself, I imagined is very judgmental and the punishing God of the old Testament, which Mm -hmm. made me really want to cringe and turn away. And somehow in the last couple of years, um, I realized that he's not a punishing God and that we are just not, we're not home yet. This isn't heaven. And so, um, gosh, it was a year ago now 
that I really felt like I saw um, kind of that transition space in real life because I, um, I, I had adopted a dog um, four days before I was diagnosed with cancer oh. and um, had gone through some scans last fall just to continue on that journey and make sure that I didn't have cancer anymore and all was good and had my last scan. And then a couple of days later, that dog passed away. Oh my gosh. And it was, I was wrecked. I was like, what? Like, Mm -hmm. how is this okay? Like you gifted me this sweet creature Mm -hmm. to take care of me and this awful season. And he was my little nap buddy. Like he didn't do anything exciting. (laughs) (laughs) And so we spent a lot of time sleeping (laughs) and, um, and then we went through like this awful experience of losing him and, Mm. um, and I was in this dark place for a good month of being like, okay, I will keep praying. I will keep reading my Bible. Um, like certain songs kept popping up. And one in particular um, is called The Ascent by Hillsong. I think it's Hillsong United. And it talks about how he is the God of the valley and mm. the God of the mountaintop. Yes. And I thought like, okay, I'm in this valley and you're still here. Okay. Like I'll, I'll be okay with that. And then a month after I lost my dog, we met. Gosh, I'm getting a little emotional. We met the dog we have now. Um, Totally unintentionally. My husband and I were on date night and we were um, downtown. And just before we went to go pick up our daughter, um, we walked into this little store that was supposed to just be a little store. There was not supposed to be any dog in there. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And, uh, And I walked in and I ended up inside of a dog crate crying and this puppy in my lap like I it was just this god moment um and I didn't realize for weeks after that um that it was kind of like he had blessed me not only through that storm of cancer but he was he was showing me that he could still see me on the other side and that he had seen that I was grieving and that this dog wasn't to replace that my my previous puppy um but it was just kind of this wink that, you know what, I still provide. I, I, I am still, I am the God in the mountain, the mountaintops. I am the God in the valley. I'm the God, everything in between. Um, and it was like this God wink. And I, I wrote that in my journal, like you just winked at me and um, I desperately needed it. Mm-hmm. I love that God winks. That's so fun. Yeah. He's always giving us little, little signs, little winks, right? He is. Especially when we need them the most. Yes. <laughs> and yes. sometimes sometimes you have to look for them, but sometimes it's just like, oh, thank you, God. You are so good. Yeah. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel at the end of the day, Jennifer? Mm. I had to think about that too before we spoke. Um, I'm exhausted at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We are um, at the end maybe of the pandemic year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I'm a special needs parent that has spent seven long months juggling work and my daughter's needs and my son needs. And, um, but at the end of the day, I know I'm not home yet. And I, I try and kind of sit down and scribble down some gratitude for the little bits of heaven that I have found here. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. and I've been doing that for years, but I feel like I've had, I have to do that right now. I have to do that in 2020 um, because there's gotta be something good in these days when it feels like there's, there's just nothing left of you. Um, And Voscap 
and bond, I can never say it, boss camp, um, mm -hmm. calls it Eucharisto, Jesus' presence in our midst. And it can be a ray of light coming in while you're sipping your cup of cold coffee because you didn't get it to it on time. Or it could be that your child slept through the night or um, just those little moments. And so yeah. at the end of the day, I'm searching for those for sure. Oh, that's awesome. I hadn't heard of that. I like that a lot. That's awesome. I like mm -hmm. the honesty because I think most of us can relate to that, like just being exhausted at the end of the day. And, but still that gratitude, that attitude of gratitude, that heart towards seeing the good, because my gosh, if we just live in the negative, if we just live in the 2020 headlines, yes. goodness, we will be just down a creek. <laughs> we will. And it's those moments that I had an awful morning with my kids. I can be honest about it at this mm -hmm. point. It's, it, it's just been a, a rough year. And, um, but finally by noon, they both were sitting down on their little pillows and homeschooling them this year. And, um, I was reading them both a book and just, I had this moment of like, Oh, how sacred is this? How holy is this? How beautiful is this moment of these are the things I'm going to remember of 2020 that I have yeah. these, this 10 year old and this seven year old sitting at my feet, listening to every word. Um, and they might scream and cry the rest of the day, but I had that good moment yeah. <laughs> and it sustains me. Yeah. It's just so good in. I love it. And that's the stuff we'll remember, right? Yes. Yes. I, I mean, they, there were a couple of good humans around after the Spanish flu that this year were able to say, like, these are the things that I remember and things they remembered from that time were not the hardness. Mm. It was the beauty. Yes. I know. That's what I just did. You know, I'm doing my wellness Wednesday series and that's what I'm talking about really seeing the good in it. Because I think that the pandemic has been so hard, but we can see the good in it. We can see maybe what God wanted us to see all along. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, we can. Yeah. So what have we not talked about that you'd like to share, Jennifer? This has been such a wonderful conversation. And oh my gosh, I feel like we barely scratched the surface, <laughs> especially with your story overall. But what have we not talked about yet that you'd like to share? Hmm. I think there's just this overarching theme to my life um, and all of the hardship, and that is God's provision. And so um, what I'd like to share today is if you're going through a place in a space that you feel like God just isn't there, it's look for those winks. It's, uh, it's look for the gratitude. It's look for the little moments. And honestly, I, sometimes it's just so small. I remember when my daughter, um, she stopped making eye contact and she stopped speaking um, mm -hmm. kind of on and off. It's called selective mutism. And it was part of her anxiety um, disorder. And she was three or four at the time. And I remember wow. going days where I was just in this deep grief as a parent of like, where is she? Where is this little girl that brings us so much joy? Mm. Um, and then there would be that, gosh, she would make eye contact with me at the end of a day. Finally, I remember one time in particular and I had waited for it and I had prayed for it and I had been completely unsure if she was ever coming back to me again. And then it happened. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, it was just one of those moments. Again, God provides. Mm -hmm. We can't explain why sometimes he waits as long as he waits or how come some, sometimes it's, I pray for something and it happens in 10 minutes and then I pray for something and it's gone completely unanswered and it's been 15 years mm -hmm. or 16. It's been 16 years that I've had this chronic disease that leaves me more susceptible to everything. 
And so um, if anyone in the audience just needs that kind of perspective in their life, I, I write about it pretty frequently. Um, I'm starting to blog again and I write about it as the barefoot preacher on Instagram um, because someone needs to speak life and life and love and God's goodness into those tough, those tough seasons. Yes, absolutely. And oh, your story with your daughter, it just brings me to tears. It's, it's beautiful and heartbreaking and just the journey that you have walked and the deep, dark valleys, right? Are just some of the hardest that I've, I've really truly ever heard, Jennifer. And I'm just so grateful Mm -hmm. that you have kept your faith in all of that, not only with your daughter, but all of the other, you know, medical issues and with your son, how he had the issues when he was born. Like, my goodness, I think those are just so much on top of one person. But the fact that you are just so strong in your faith is just a beautiful testament to God's goodness. And I'm so grateful for you. I would love for everyone to find you over on Instagram. Jennifer's the barefoot preacher, as she mentioned. She has just a beautiful way with words. So please go follow her. And Jennifer, I'm just so grateful for this conversation today. Thank you so much. I wish I could give you a giant Mm -hmm. hug and I can't wait to see you again. Thank you, Ryan. This has been wonderful. You're definitely doing something that um, is needed. So I'm excited to hear from all of your other testimonies as you continue to grow. Thank you so much. Awesome. Have a great day. You too. Thank you to Jennifer for sharing her story and just never giving up on God. I think that she is such a beautiful example of just persevering and never taking her eyes off Jesus. Thank you, Jennifer. I am so blessed to know you and I just adore you. Please go find Jennifer on Instagram. She is a beautiful writer. I am in awe of her and all that she just pours out in the name of Jesus. I know that you'll love her too. So go find her on Instagram at the barefoot preacher. Thanks for listening to Lana send the word. May you be blessed and always be a blessing. Bye. Hey friend, if you loved today's episode or connected with something you heard, it would mean so much if you took a quick minute to leave me a review and share this podcast so other women can be encouraged along with us and join our sisterhood. I would also love to connect with you on social media. Find me on Facebook and Instagram under Ryan Channel or Wellness and the Word.